Welcome to the Babbling Pastor Podcast. The only podcast that you might slightly consider possibly listening to if you have nothing else to do. Welcome back. I'm Michael, and this is... I love it. That was that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Since that's that's literally the only line that I ever have, I thought I would try to make it sound epic. You know, I don't know. Yeah, epic. Nice. I need to find a feature that I can. Uh, when you say that, it like kind of reverbs a bit. Like it gives you like a little like raw. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not yeah. that technologically advanced to have like eagles well. fly out behind your screen with fireworks going off. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be advanced. I'm that just not would be pretty. Yeah, I need you're, to. You're a few steps. You're a few steps ahead of me because you just pushed a button and played. That's the true. Like, yeah, I did. Know. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's impressive. That's what else we uh, What else we got here? Uh, man, see, I've delayed it too much. I just don't even know now. Oh, here, here's a classic. Here's a classic. What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. Oh. There we go. <laughs> yes. oh, there's too many options. That's why I don't even use all of them because there's too many of them. Oh, yeah, missed the. I, I missed the dude. Miss. I don't even. I didn't even know him. I didn't even know him, but I miss him. <laughs> I feel like those people that cry over celebrities are like Robin Williams, and they never met the guy, but like genuinely miss R.C. Sproul. All right, so yeah. today. Uh, or this this section, we are going to bring back the good old TikToks. But this is a little different. So I was hard to explain to Rob. I'll explain to you guys. Rob, Rob, first of all, hasn't seen these. I've only seen, I've only, I just randomly picked a few that I thought would be good discussion topics. So last time we did uh, sort of like refutations of what was being said. So somebody would say something nonsensical about Christianity and the TikToks, and we kind of work through it. These are more discussion starters that I was like scrolling through and I thought, hmm, this is interesting. This is this would be worth talking about. So we're going to start with one here uh, from a pastor uh, talking about um, the amount of services and things that like we kind of put on the congregation, and then we will uh, we'll kind of talk through it because I thought this was a fairly interesting. Um, oh no, I've I've already messed up our screen. <laughs> Speaking of technological technological. Yeah. Oh no. Where's that? <laughs> so what I do. Well, let me explain. Let me explain. Hold on. I think I got it. I think I got it. Oh, there we go. There's like six folders on the side that I have every like scene set up in. And if they're locked, I can't do anything. And this one was locked and it was hidden and I couldn't find it. But here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here. We're fine now. We're perfectly fine now. We're perfectly fine now. So let's go ahead and listen to this. And then we uh, will talk through it. Because I think he makes some interesting points here uh, about as far as um, what we do in church and then the retention, sort of the attention retention that people have. So as a pastor, I get people all the time coming up to me, telling me and wanting to, in a sense, brag on uh, all the things that they're doing for God. For instance, I had a guy come up to me just the other day and tell me that he's read seven Bible plans since the first of the year. Seven. Well, I asked him, okay, so tell me what those Bible plans said. What'd you learn? And he said, well, to be honest, I don't really remember what any of them said. <laughs> and I said, so what was the point of reading seven Bible plans? 
And it got me thinking, it reminds me of how church has been structured for so long. We have all these different services, Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning service time, Sunday night Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study, and then all kinds of gatherings in between. And at each one, there's a different verse or passage or story being taught, a different lesson. And you get to the end of the week and you don't know what you just heard at any of them because you're drinking from a fire hydrant and you never give yourself time to dwell on these things like Paul says in Philippians 4 and you never meditate on God's word like David says in Psalms. So I'm going to encourage you like I encouraged my friend to just pick one verse or one Bible plan or one passage of scripture and dwell on it and meditate on it and really get the depths of all that God is trying to say and stop trying to just get through a passage or a chapter or a book just to get to the next one. I don't want to discourage you from reading. I want to encourage you to know what you read and read with a purpose so that you can stand on it. That last little TikTok sound annoys the junk out of me, but boom, but anyway, personal preference. But there. that's him being technologically advanced. <laughs> yeah, well, that's TikTok being technologically advanced, oh. but yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So whenever the, you know he was talking about this this idea of you know so much stuff that you get during the week and not being able to retain all of it, um, like talking through it, because I remember, like as a kid. There was Sunday morning, and then there was Sunday evening, and then there was Wednesday after. Well, there was Wednesday service, and then that was typically everything I can remember as far as doing that. But occasionally there was Sunday school too, I guess. So there's Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, and then if there was anything in between there, there was awful lot there that was uh, that was being said. And I thought, man, that's that's kind of a good point, like a good discussion to get. Like, how do we gauge what we're doing and how much? Uh, we're sort of expecting people to remember. And I connected that to the fact that, I mean, again, we're doing church history at church, and I thought, man, there's, not only am I overwhelming them with so much church information, church history information, they also have, again, Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday night. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, again, I, I'm glad he did put in there that he doesn't want to discourage people from reading the Bible. It's not about like, hey, don't do all of these things. This is too much, but rather like trying to focus that sort of thing. What are your thoughts as a pastor on that? Because you're more in it than I am. I have a lot of thoughts, actually. Um, but so I, I actually used to um, think a lot like he's talking. And I, I don't I actually don't I don't think that he's wrong necessarily. <clears throat> um, but I think that there's something that affects some of that that we don't think about. Uh, because the average churchgoer. This is a, I don't have statistics to back this up other than look at the nation. The, the average churchgoer um, uh, binge watches TV shows and football and things like that um, way more than anything God, <clears throat> anything Bible. And, and so what you're left with is a, a life that through a given, any given week, you're left with a mind that has been saturated with 400 million different things. Um, and, and so, yes, it, it becomes a lot more difficult to, to live what you're studying, to live where you're studying, right. And to retain things. Um, I actually think that that, that has more to do with the problem than the amount of things you're trying to take in. Um, uh, bec and I say that because 
there are actually people here at our church. Um, now this isn't, you know, a, a brag necessarily or, or anything, but there, there are people in our church that, that do that. They, they take in a lot of information from, uh, I mean, between like, uh, teaching YouTube videos and, um, podcasts and books that they're reading and, and then the Bible studies we have at church and sermons, I mean, the whole thing, right. They're taking in a lot of stuff every week, but that's all that they do. Right. I mean, they might take in the occasional TV show or something, but like that's, they don't live in Seinfeld. Right. Right. They, they, I, I, I don't know. What's a newer TV show. People I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't want, I don't, you think I have time to watch television? I don't. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, that's exactly my point. Um, but, but, um, I, I mean, I think about it from, uh, it, your own, your own perspective, right? Like you, you do these videos and, and content all the time, which requires you to study some first here. And I mean, even if it's just, unless it's this one, right. We don't, <laughs> we don't really study at all for this, but, um, but, but typically, right. Like we have, uh, when you're creating content, you want to create content and sound like, you know, what you're talking about, right. You want to have an actual opinion that weighs something. And, um, and so that takes study. Um, and if you put a, a certain amount of time and hours into that, well, <clears throat> do you not remember any of the opinions that you've had about these things biblically? It's a good point. Or, uh, or could it be that, that that's really what your life is about? <laughs> um, and so, and so now you have, uh, you have now seven Bible. I mean, there, there are extremes, right? That like, even Paul would be like, bro, I'm fried a little bit, but, uh, he probably wouldn't have said it like that. Um, but, and, and I think that the, the scripture that I would immediately turn to is probably the one that everyone would think I would immediately turn to. If you're well-versed in the scriptures at all, the most obvious example of, of what I'm talking about is the first, the very beginning of the church, right? In the book of Acts, uh, in chapter two, verse beginning in verse 42. So Peter had just preached his, the first Christian sermon, if you will. And, um, uh, and the church begins or the new covenant church begins. Um, and it says after they were baptized, these 3000 souls are baptized and it says, and they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were dividing them up with all as anyone might have need and daily, 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 daily devoting themselves um, to uh, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from the house they were taking. So l long story short, the idea is that that when things first kicked off here, right, and you can imagine it didn't just like fizzle out two weeks later and turn into a Sunday service and and Bible reading plans uh, alone, right? They they did life together, and when you do life together. And, and that is your life. Um, one of the things that I really like, uh, uh, Tom Askell, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's like the, the president of Founders Ministries. Um, I think he's the president. I don't know his title. Anyway, who knows? He's the face. Yeah. Any, <laughs> but um, anyway, but one of the things that he says that I, I really like is uh, his advice to, to Christians in general, because there's a lot of, a lot of uh, I can't find a good church uh, kind of stuff going on nowadays. 
um, his advice is always uh, find find a good church and build your life around it. Um, because that's exact, exactly what you would have seen in the New Testament. Uh, there, there would have been no, uh, no world, I believe, in which uh, someone could have gone up to the Apostle Paul and said, man, I feel like I'm just getting too much Bible or too much of this going on. And, uh, you know, he would say, well, how, how much uh, football did you watch? Or how much, you know, like if you know all the statistics, about your favorite team, but you can't retain what you read and what, you know, there's a problem there. No, that's, that's a great point. I actually, there was a tweet this morning that I saw that somebody they're doing, um, I don't know if it's a year through the Bible or how, how fast they're going through it, but basically they're doing 20 chapters a day where they're just reading through. There's 10 chapters in the morning and 10 oh, chapters yeah. in the evening. And their point was that they said, you know, one of the biggest takeaways is that I am constantly thinking about the scriptures because, I mean, you're so inundated with it in the morning and you know you're going to be inundated with it at the end of the day that the tweet said that in the middle of my day, like, again, they're just calling to remembrance all day long what I've read and what I'm remembering and it's coming, you know, it's, it's a, the applicability of it. And so I think that's a good counterpoint to what he perhaps is saying is the fact that, okay, yeah, maybe you feel like there's a lot and maybe you don't feel like you're meditating on it. Um, but also what did you binge watch or yeah. Or, you know, how are you spending your time then? And I think that that, um, that's a great point in regards to, uh, because people have made, I mean, like you talked about with the content thing, people have made the point, I know I've heard it a number of times after Wednesday night, whenever we do the church history stuff, they're just like, well, I can't remember, I can't, uh, I don't know how you remember all this stuff. I'm like, well, I'm in it all week long <laughs> to get ready for this class. So it's not really a matter of remembering it, it's just stuck there now. So I think that's a that's an excellent counterpoint to... I mean, again, like you said, I think even I think that pastor in the in the TikTok was kind of admitting that like seven Bible plans for the sake of seven Bible plans. It's a little dumb because um, you yeah. don't remember any of it. But the idea is that if you can be saturated in it and remember it, that's kind of the point. Um, you're not just doing it to do it. You're doing it to retain it and be transformed by it. And um I, I I just love your counterpoint there. It was like, all right, cool. What else are you doing though? Like what, like what do you remember? What are you spending your time on? I'm not a sports guy. So that does, that analogy doesn't appeal to me, but I remember I've been at work all the time. I'll pass guys constantly. that are like talking about fantasy football and it's like Russian right. to me. I don't have a clue what they're talking about, but they all, but they all know they, 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 they know the stats and they know the people and they know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, where are you spending your time? Not that one is, you know, not that it's bad to know the stats of your team, uh, but it is bad if you know all the stats of your team and not any Bible. <laughs> if you can do both, good for you. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good counterpoint, I guess, is this idea of like, yeah, there's a lot going on, but do you only feel like it's a lot going on because it's cutting into your the time of other things that you actually like more, maybe? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I think that there there could be more more to that story, obviously, right? I, I mean, there, um, seven Bible reading plans. You, you, you do have to ask the question. Okay, why? Right? Like, what? What's the? What is, is there the a, purpose? Is there that? a trophy? Because, yeah. So it would be like I'm taking seven different church history classes right now. Like, okay, that sounds stupid. Why would you do that? Like, why not do one really well and take notes, <laughs> right? And then think on it. Uh, uh, but so, I mean, I totally get that. I've actually done the, the Bible in 90 days plan, which is kind of what you're talking about. Um, 
And yes, there's a sense in which you, you do that. And obviously you're not going to stop and take notes at every little, you'd never get done. Right. Uh, you're just reading through, but, uh, one of the things that you, uh, that, that happens when, when you're doing that. Um, and I don't do it all the time because it is time consuming. You have to read for like an hour, uh, or, or more depending on your reading speed. Um, but, but you, you do see better than at any other time, the, the overarching story of the scriptures. Um, and, uh, when you do that kind of thing, uh, you could be at a Bible study and go, Oh, you know what? Ezekiel or whatever, uh, because you just read that and it jogs your memory a little bit. You, you probably didn't memorize it. Right. But, but you know, Oh, there was that story in first Samuel or whatever. Um, and you would only know that because you've been reading the Bible a lot. And so, um, I, I think that there's something I like, this is, this is maybe a personal, uh, pet peeve right now, uh, or a soapbox or whatever, but, but I think that one of the major things that we need to do as the church is call the church back to church <laughs> um, and uh, like build, build your life around God's people, because that's what you're going to be doing for eternity, right? Worshiping with God's people. So um, if that's not your if that's not a, a high priority here, if other things are clouding that and getting in the way and, and, and taking priority over that, one of the things that that is that way here in our context is sports, not watching sports, but sporting events and those kinds of things all the time. Um, that, that, if that's competing if, or anything else, if, if, if there are things like that, that are competing with, with your worshiping with God's people, um, and, and, um, doing life together as God's people, um, then your priorities are wrong biblically. Right. I mean, then there's some work to do and and you will retain more <laughs> if if your mind isn't being clouded with all sorts of other junk all the time. No. Yeah, it, I think I think it really comes down to um, obviously motivation coming back to his point on the seven yeah. Bible. Like, like, why are you doing that first off? And secondly, uh, uh, sort of a, a paired up thing of motivation is. Um, what's the purpose? So yeah, you're, what, what, why are you doing it? It's not for a trophy at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to, congratulations, you got a badge on my Bible reading plan, but also just the motivation of like, I would like, do you, like, I guess the question really comes down to, you are going to pursue the things you love. And so really just taking account for what, are, I mean, what, what does my life look like? What does my consumption look like? Because that's going to show you what you love, whether or not, you, you what regardless of what you say i mean you can tell me you like you know you love your wife and kids but if you never spend any time with them i don't know if you do uh you i mean you can tell me you 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 love reading but if you haven't read a book in a year i don't think you love reading like so it's the wherever you're spending your time is the thing that i think um really demonstrates um where your heart is really um and that comes back to, again, I mean, obviously you're going to have a variety of different things. I don't want to sound like, well, you can't watch any sports, but I think it does come down to, um, do you have the desire to read God's word or is it like, I've already read it through once. I don't need to do it again. Like, I mean, that's, where's that, like, where's your, where's your thought process there? And I think that that kind of goes back to the heart of what he was saying, I think, is that like, are you actually meditating on it? And actually thinking through it, or are you just trying to get as much as you can and you don't even know what you read? It's, I mean, the big thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, I think I think uh, you you've been uh, working through church history, right, with your church. I don't know where are you at right now. Uh, we are at the Nicene Creed now. We are so close to being okay. done. <laughs> I think that all all that is necessary to prove my point um, uh, is is to look at life then, and the the Christians that that whose books I read now, right? Like I have a whole bookshelf behind me over here that has a bunch of Puritan, like the works of John Owen and the works of John Flavel and uh, John, they're all John. I don't know what that is about, but, uh, but the, the works of all of these, <laughs> you know, and they're like volumes and volumes. And then you think about like Calvin's institutes or some of these like brilliant minds in church history. Um, well, they didn't have distractions. They, they woke up and, and did ministry things, whatever it, but but all they did was focus their lives on the scriptures and on and on learning the scriptures and knowing what's in them. And then and so uh, you ask, uh, I mean, Jonathan Edwards is a good example of someone who, I mean, he died in his 20s. <laughs> so and 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 I have his works back here, too. Right. Uh, and and uh, I think Calvin wrote his institutes when he was like 20 something. Um, not a whole lot of 20 year olds could write theological works nowadays, right? Well, why, why? Um, it's probably because of TikTok and those <laughs> kinds of things. Am, am I right? Like, like we're so, we're so distracted all the time with stuff and, um, yeah. No, I think that's a good world. point for sure. Yeah. So to end on that, I think that's a good point. It's, I know that when I was, I was listening because this is, this is sort of my mentality. <laughs> when, I, when I had time in the car to listen to something, I listened to a very brief overview of Wesley's life. And uh, one of the things that stuck out was that uh, his mom, when they were little kids, I think it's like um, eight, nine or 10, started teaching them uh, Latin and Greek so that they could read the original text of the scripture. So they could go through and I mean, part of their learning was to interpret yeah. the Greek text. Um, and so I'm like, what 10-year-old is interpreting the Greek New Testament into English so that they understand what it says? Like, who does? No, no 10-year-old does that. And so uh, I think it, it goes a uh, different culture and different time with a different focus. The The focus was, you're going to need to know this. And it's not, And again, I, I want to make it clear. It's not like she was training them to be pastors. This was just the expectation that they would know to do this. And so... Yep. Uh, and that's the same thing I think you would find with any of the Johns that you've talked about that are on your shelf. That was just the, this is what we're training you to do. Um, you should know this just as basic knowledge. And not, uh, again, not everybody in their time did this. It was, I mean, they were part of, I mean, their families for the most part were well off and they were able to give them that education. But the point was that they put emphasis on it and that you need to know this because this is knowledge worth knowing. And we just don't do that anymore. And so, like you said, I mean, what 20-year-old that do I know? I mean, would I even trust myself to write, you know, some theological treatise? And right. so, I, I wouldn't, by the way. So, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> it's like, man, like, it's not that they were any more intelligent. It was just that their focus was so much more tuned in. Because, I mean, when you have a, def a culture that has you know, okay, you're going to farm and survive and learn. That's your things. I mean, that's your focuses are very much pared down to what they are now. And so, um, 
you know, not to be like, we need to go back to the 18 whatevers, but this idea of acknowledging that there are a lot of things I'm just as guilty. I mean, we're making content now for someone to consume. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, what are you, uh, if this is the last piece of content you ever listened to, great. But the idea is, uh, what, what are the, what are the things that you're doing that I could be like, man, I could use my time better, um, to, to not just waste my, I, one of the things, and this will be kind of my last comment, but one of the things that totally shifted my thinking was in school, I hated learning. I thought it was boring. I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. But whenever, uh, I realized that, um, so, I mean, this was in the last, 20 years, so probably 15 or so, whenever podcasts started coming about, I thought, well, I can mindlessly listen to some conversation that I'm not even going to care that much about, but it's noise. Or I could sit down and listen the same amount of time to something that is going to be incredibly beneficial and educational. And so most of the stuff that, like even the church history stuff, isn't stuff out of books because I'm terrible at reading. It's just a matter of listening through everybody kind of retelling the story of church history and seeing where the differences are and seeing where the opinion differences are. And then that just being retained in my head. And so I think it's not that we don't have enough time to do it. I think it's just a matter of shifting what we are doing and just putting something else that's more beneficial in its place. Um, that one, that we are interested in, but two, that's going to really help us in the long run just be better better educated and have better conversations. So, Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so um, when you... Uh, like uh, the some of the men in church history that let's let's name a couple that aren't Johns that I also have right so William Perkins Stephen Charnock so they're, they're, all of these guys who you look back and and uh, look at their lives and and those kinds of things they're consuming as much as we do honestly uh, I mean uh, but but they're consuming um, things very intentionally um, uh, and and we are we kind of just live life to be entertained a lot I think here um not to mention we live in a world now technologically that like you can get on and and uh, watch a video like this um and the feed it just pulls up another thing and then another thing and then another thing and then another thing and before you know it you're watching like 10 videos of cute poodles or something right and it like which is completely pointless in life um and uh we live in a world that like i can know what's happening in beirut um uh, right now um and not like weeks later in the paper or something um and so we have we have almost information overload because of the vast amount of information that's all around us all the time rather which is i think a a, a difficulty that they wouldn't have had then um necessarily they uh, you would have been able to to just sit in your study or or whatever your reading corner in the house or whatever it is um and and read uh a, a lot uh, every waking moment that you're not doing job or working or whatever else right um, it wouldn't be, uh, you know, like my wife and I, um, a lot of times we, uh, have, we, we have the TV on, um, depending on what it is, uh, like right before bed for just a little bit to kind of brain drain. Um, but a hundred and ten, hundred years ago, you would have just had a book in your hand or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so that slows your mind down. 
you have to actually think to read and retain, um, whereas I can just consume uh, this kind of stuff. So there's a lot different in our world today than the people that I'm talking about. But but my point really is that you you still have, I think, as a Christian, you still have a responsibility um, to, to direct all of life um, as if you're part of the church and um, surround yourself with the church and be productive in the church. And um, the, the more time that you dedicate to uh, being with God's people and being in his word and the less time that you dedicate and spend on other junk, social media and whatever else, um, uh, you're going to, you know, you know, you're probably never going to read seven reading plans at once and, um, retain all of that. But, <clears throat> but you will, um, you will, I think be a lot more successful at knowing scripture and knowing things and, uh, about scripture and, um, being theologically proficient and not being afraid to witness because you don't know what you're talking about. And I mean, all the, the problems that we tend to have have nowadays, right? Like all of it would just move away if we were, if we were just Christians for a living, right? Good deal. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you found that helpful. Go read a book, I think is what we've established and turn off the internet. That's, I think that's it. So just go, you know, learn some Greek or read a Bible. Next Wednesday. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, then come back. I mean, you can't, you can't miss this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.